0: bored at work your imagination needs stimulation don't hit that touchscreen. you're listening to the mutual audio network stick around
1: the following audio drama is rated pg-13 suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult
2: don't listen to the dog
3: He's... crazy. He knows what's waiting for you here. Come on in.
4: Crazy Dog. Crazy Dog Audio Theatre presents The Silver-Tongued Devil. A documentary of poetry, pretension and possession.
2: Anabolic playhouse. Stimulating audio
5: theater from Crazy Dog.
6: I am the devil with the silver tongue. I am the devil with the silver tongue. On the wind, pulled in by the winter tide. On the stony lip of the sea's stripped bride First,
7: fingertip to fingertip Closer, we slide Hello, I'm Eddie Merkin, investigative reporter with Public Radio National in Washington It is hard to believe that 15 years ago, this unique tone poem was number one in the charts I am the devil with the the mystical being behind the words and voice of this monumental creation was an Irish poet the world came to know as the silver-tongued devil. Hearing that voice and those words changed my life and the lives of so many others. And it continues to change and inspire lives today.
0: We hadn't really discovered what it was to really kind of find ourselves kind of, you know, sexually until we we started listening to his poetry. I've gone through quite a few of the CDs, I keep wearing them out its I'm on my fourth or my fifth one now, you know, I just, I need to listen to it every day, every day. I carry it around with me like the Bible.
3: I have it in my head, I've recited it, I know it all the time. It just every plays word. and plays again like a mantra in my head. Silver
2: Tongue Devil. Silver Tongue Devil. Silver Tongue
3: It just blows my mind, you know. Silver Tongue Devil. Oh!
4: But like, and everyone, like, you know, everybody in our group says they feel the same. But like, you know, it's a really personal experience. Like, it's just,
8: Mm.
2: it's just like, I don't know. You can't even so profound. You can't even describe it. I was encompassed in his voice, and it it had taken me as well. I, I can't describe it. It was, and from that moment on, he was a part of my life.
6: I am the devil with the silver tongue.
0: I mean, he is. The ideal man. I mean, there's no, there's no way about it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No one will ever be like him, I mean, ever. I suppose not. No, never. I suppose not. No, never.
2: It's just so powerful. It's beyond words. It's just like you're there and he's there as well. And although he's not there, he's there. He's inside you. It's
0: just totally inside you.
3: And I mean, we we, we do listen to him um, every time we have sex. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, we. I can't remember. You know. Not listening to? him To be honest, I don't think yeah. it'd be the same. I think it'd be quite boring.
2: I don't think so. You don't
3: think so.
6: I don't think so. Uh, we're heading a group. The stdm um, uh, dot, dot com is our website, but it, uh, std it's it's our own little group that we set up in college, dedicated to um, silver
2: tongue devil. Yeah.
6: Silver tongue devil and seduction by the sea. <laughs>
5: yeah.
7: There remains something undeniably magical about the silver tongue devil. The power and influence he has exercised over so many lives is nothing short of mystical.
4: There's
5: something about listening to his voice and the words, but, but you read them and then there's, there's something deeper, something more profound, isn't that it? You know, there's
2: yeah.
5: something that goes, you can feel him inside you.
2: Oh, you know? yeah, I can feel him inside me. I play the CD and I know this sounds a bit strange, but I find myself walking around the house naked. Yes. It's yes. like. Even with clothes on, I'm naked.
4: When I listen to the Silver Tongue Devil, it's literally like um, being in a flotation tanker.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: Except not floating on top, but being submerged within it. And it's like you're
0: floating on the words. You
2: know, I mean, I've even got a a Silver Tongue tattoo, actually, um, on my left buttock. And when the needle penetrated me, I felt the power of his poetry entering my bloodstream. Yeah, Um, my fate with STD was sealed. Oh nice tattoo and um, the silver-tongued devil of course um, spoke, mm-hmm. and oh, spoke so nice. and oh my god I mean all your senses are so heightened and mm-hmm. he creates this aura and this god, it's not even aura it's, it's like a, a it's inside you you know it's yes a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an insular thing it's it's it just kind
0: of it rings out something in everyone and something different in everyone as yeah. well absolutely
7: like a stupendous firework display, the career of the silver Tongue devil, though resoundingly spectacular, was also short, very, very short. For in just one year, he went from an unknown young man in the People's Republic of Cork, the true capital of Ireland, to becoming the most celebrated poetic voice of an entire generation, winning every literary award imaginable, recording an international number one hit concept album, and then... Just as quickly as he burst into our consciousness and upturned the designer furniture of our lives, he disappeared.
6: I am the devil with the silver tongue.
2: I kind of have this personal tie to him. Um, my parents' parents were from Cork, where as you guys know, that, that's where he's from too. Oh, and yes. I, I mean I guess um all the Cork people like interbred or something, so oh, well mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely I, I'm definitely related to him then and I just thought as a relative of his I, I have to be be there and support him when, when he finally shows his face again People say he's dead, but he's not. He's, he's not. out there somewhere, and,
0: yeah. I mean, I'd know. I'd know if he was dead. I could feel it. Mm. And Silver Tongue Devil, if you're Silver. out there, we don't believe you're dead. Come back to us. Yeah, come back to come us. Come back. Save us. Yes. You okay. have saved us. We just want we want you to write more. We want you to talk more.
6: And was that you and Super Quinn in S.W.O.R.D.?
0: <laughs> we
8: love you, Silver Tongue Devil.
5: <laughs> Seriously, up? Oh.
7: It? It's been a decade and a half since the Silver Tongue Devil was seen in public. Where has he gone? What is he doing? And above all, why? Why was his influence so great? Why did he change the course of history? Why did he disappear? And though this is not a why, but a what, what is the truth behind the rumors of his supernatural gifts? I am This program traces the career of the Silver Tongue Devil and seeks to answer these questions and uncover the truth beneath the magical spell of his poetry. I am the Devil with the Silver Tongue. The career of the Silver Tongue Devil began many years ago in Cork, a small city lodged like a veruca in the foot of Ireland.
9: Many people refuse to believe this now and they laugh at me. <laughs> but I know
7: that in the beginning he was just Fimbar Lynch. Jerry Murphy Murphy, author of Tall Thin Girl Running Forwards, a book of poems for Sonia O'Sullivan.
9: Fimbar's a very common name, like Gobnet, Tior, Reginald, Publius, Jehoshaphat. I
7: see, I see. So, so you <laughs> believe that at the beginning he was just... He's um... just another poet. You see, right. in Cork, right. like,
9: everyone's a poet. Hmm. It's always been that way, I don't know. Eh? I think it's the fabled Waters of the Lee... Right. So poetry is important. No, I'm sure in Cork there's always poetry everywhere. right? Pouring down like rain, only not as wet. So at that time, because Cork was depressed and sad, poetry readings would take place wherever they could. Mm. In people's homes, in pubs, beside the chippers, in the chippers, on the way home from the chippers, and so on and on. Right,
7: right. right. And uh, and I understand it was all very serious. Oh deadly serious. Mm. In Cork, poetry is like the World Cup. Or the,
9: the, the, the Olympics and the Pope coming to Ireland all combined like.
7: Hmm, really?
9: Oh yeah. And the poet himself then is king. Unless it's a woman poet in which case... Well, she's a queen then. Yes. Or a princess if she's an old doll like. Uh, right. <laughs> well, that is that is how uh, much poetry is valued in Cork. Uh, and not just Cork but most of Ireland as well with the exception of Donnybrook. It goes back to the Celts. The Celts? Oh yeah, the Celts and their Celtic way of... Of Celtic life. A, a genuine Celtic poet is feared and respected because of our link with the other world. Other world. Right, it's a Celtic thing. I see. See, there's nothing more stinging or painful than
7: having a Celtic poet write satiric verse about you. Hmm. Now, speaking of painful, these satires, they could uh, sometimes be... Uh, what about them? Well, I'm told they could also what about be quite... Them? Well, I'm told they could also be quite physical.
9: Okay, that's true. We'd be going along to a reading of, say, the Blackpool poets or up to the snobs in Montanotti and, and you know, maybe there were experimentations with middle class poets. Blank verse, and, and, and if there was, you know, a, a bad line or a, or a faulty meter or poor word choice, we'd laugh, you know, we'd laugh and slag them, like, mercilessly. <laughs> throw throw, you know, throw rhyming couplets at them and hurl a joy lyric. <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah. Or, if it, or if it got serious, yeah, like, yeah. we'd bash them with lumps of tarmac at them in stones.
7: Right, right. Um, so anyway, it was, it was in this this hothouse environment with this uh, festering compost of poetry that Finbar as you believe he was then known began yeah and what was he like shite I'm sorry Complete shite that's
9: why no one can believe he was the silver tongued devil because you know he'd come along to his with his flaming red hair and bad skin to the long valley bar and have a salad sandwich and a glass of Morpheus and come out with just the greatest load of shite ever Humphrey Moynihan wouldn't even let him sign the book he was so bad a fellow Corkman as well can you imagine that like
7: now, you say he had red hair. Yeah,
9: flaming red, like a ripe cherry breasting on a baboon's bottom, glistening crimson in the morning sun.
7: God, that's kind of poetic. You know. But anyway, the the silver-tongued devil, he had silver-white hair.
9: Oh, no, 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 that came later on. You know, you know, when he changed into the silver-tongued devil. At the beginning, it was red. When you say he was still Finbar. yes. Then it wasn't too long after that that the Trifle Arts Centre began their series of Sound as a Bell Works, Evenings of Poetry and Performance Art.
7: Right, and and this was big? Oh,
9: oh, very big. Very, very big. Mm. The Sound as a Bell Works shows packed a place. Every seat in the Trifle Arts Centre would be packed packed with people as well hmm. and in, you know, in those days you know you didn't need to have a single well up the charts or three or four best selling books of poetry like you do now you know right
7: right <sighs> and, and did this Finbar Lynch appear at any of these uh, performance and poetry art happenings he, he did yeah once and he was yes shite mm.
9: what, what you, you don't believe me mm. just go back over the sound Isabel about tapes and hear for yourself
7: what there are recordings
9: of course this is Cork,
7: by. We record everything. Despite the prestige, power, and his palatial mansion afforded him as Poet Laureate of Cork, Jerry Murphy Murphy remains very much alone in his belief that somehow Finbar Lynch and the Silver Tongue Devil were one and the same.
8: You know this guy, Jerry Murphy Murphy? Yes. I consider myself, you know, the, the, the lesser... Because I'm just Jerry Murphy.
7: Like most poets, the lesser Jerry Murphy dismisses Jerry Murphy Murphy's theories about the Silver Tongue Devil.
8: For Murphy Murphy to come along and say that he was a single, you know, he went through some sort of transformation and became the Silver Tongue Devil. I mean, there's no way we would have believed him. Like, it was just too much. This guy was talentless.
7: Despite his dismissal of Murphy Murphy's belief in some kind of magical transformation of Finbar Lynch, the lesser Jerry Murphy does recognize there was something supernatural about the silver-tongued devil's charisma.
8: In his presence and listening to the voice, there was, it was just, I don't know, some people talk about Hitler had this sort of charisma that, um, you know, people talk about women fainting at his speeches and his... You know, there must have been some some element of that there with um, the Silver Tongue Devil,
4: right?
7: So some some kind of magical, nefarious, even some kind of demonic power he had. Possibly?
8: Yeah, possibly because I mean there was no way to explain it afterwards. You know, after, as I was saying, you know, you were sort of slightly embarrassed by the fact that you were carried away to that extent. You're saying what what happened? You know, was right. something in the water?
7: Something in the water. And and to this day he's still uh, very much a, a, a an icon in Cork.
8: Oh yeah, I and mean, if you if you list, and, and the funny thing is if you listen to the recordings, it still has the same not as not as strong now as, as a, a live performance, but the recordings still have that sort of power to sort of um, shift you to one side and you're saying, second, it still works, you know.
7: Fortunately, the Trifle Arts Center, aware of its central role in modern history, maintains extensive archive recordings of every Sound Isabel Works program, thus preserving this precious legacy for all humankind. For indeed, my investigations led me to an unassuming cassette tape from 15 years ago. In the rare script of a sober corkman, scrawled on the cover is a listing of poets who appeared that fateful evening. Near the bottom appears the name... Finbar Lynch, next to which someone had written, Shite. Here is a segment of that performance featuring the inauspicious beginnings of the young Finbar Lynch, who Jerry Murphy Murphy believes was somehow to become the Silver Tongue Devil. Please excuse the poor sound quality of this rare historic recording. <laughs>
8: Crazy. Can
1: ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen, throw about a big hand for the berserkers Symbiosis Ensemble! Come yes, on Daddy, Come on, Danny, bring on the poor! Look with the pole on, will you? Finbar Lion! Lynch! Finbar Lynch, just uh just speaking to the microphone down. Sorry, sorry. Love by um Finbar Lynch. That's
6: that's me. Um, Go,
5: on! Go
6: on, get yeah, Okay, so, um, um
1: uh, uh, when the moon
6: is stark and the sun is bright, then the night is. Dark and the is light.
1: Spiritualist, murder, Stephen,
9: I please, I just, I just
1: want.
6: to Murphy,
5: Jerry Murphy,
9: jeez, I remember that night. Jerry Murphy, Murphy. We broke the tape recorder that night and all the criticism. Actually, we broke the recorders every night. And later then, when video came in, we broke those as well. Now, of course, it's all digital, and... Those are very easy to break. I think it was a week later then that he was back, only no-one knew it was him but me. Mm. He was completely changed. He looked different, he sounded different, and, well, you know, you know,
7: the rest is history. But if Jerry Murphy Murphy is correct who was this young man destined to become the silver tongue devil then known simply as finbar lynch
1: finbar was a lad working on the roads for the county council
7: this is senior cork county council supervisor garod ulira
1: he worked for the county council and therefore spent many years meditating and reflecting and playing cards all along the lee The river lee. Indeed the lee. The fabled waters of which the people of Cork blame for so much.
7: You mean their unique colourful character. We say spadgy. Yes, I've heard that. The spadgy character of Cork.
1: For all of Ireland is spadgy, and Cork is the spadgiest of all. We have the only stretch of straight road in all of Ireland, running, or as we say, fleeing, between Cork and Ballincollig, and this goes along between the tallest building and the longest building in all of Ireland, on the banks of the fabled waters of the Lee. Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, tell us of young
7: Finbar Lynch. he He
1: worked with you? He did indeed. Though he wasn't long with us, he mysteriously disappeared. Oh? You see that tree over there?
7: Um... Oh, yes, yes.
1: Well, there used to be a mile and a half of road between us here and that tree there, weaving back and forth. So we were digging it all up and straightening it, moving the earth this way and that, see, over there. Oh, yes, that that mound? Well, let me think now. It's either this one or the one over there. I'm after forgetting, but one of them is anyway. From the roadworks, and the other is from the, um, you you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, the, them...
7: Ah, ah, yes, the Celtic fairy spirits, the sheep. Shh. You don't want to say that. I don't?
1: No, no, no. Not here you don't.
7: Okay. So this young Finbar, he, he worked right here. Well,
1: work is a word that we use to encompass our many activities with the council. Finbar was only a young lad then, you see, so he was what we called a dog's body.
7: Dog's body? What What is that exactly? Well,
1: it was his job, you see, to run along, run along the road into whatever town was nearby and bring us the paper, jammy dodgers, Barry's tea, 20 majors, the lotto, or whatever we need for our work processes in the shed the shed? Our base of operations. I see. So Finbar actually left the shed? Yes. Now, one day, uh, it was his last day with us. I'll never forget it. We were near Gugonbara then, in the back of Beyond like
7: Gugon Barre is the um...
1: Yeah, the source of the River Lee where St. Finbar taught long ago and before that, it was a sacred place to the Celts. And dolmens all about, standing stones, ohms, holy wells, pubs, and other sacred sites. I see. So Finbar was there? Indeed he was. It was about... Nine in the morning, and it was time to start thinking about lunch, so I said, Finbar, says I, Finbar, come over here to me. There's a good lad, now get us all some chips, right? Here's a fiver. So, off he goes, and, oh, well, there you are. There, there we are, what? Well, he never returned. Oh. Or, no, no, it couldn't have been him. Unless, uh, well, unless he was completely transfigured. But you see, that's not possible. Transfigured? You see, the lad who returned, his hair was all white and his voice was deep and mesmeric. The only word for it, mesmeric, hypnotic, spellbinding, bizarre, mad-like.
7: That's five words.
1: Oh, yes. So you
7: don't think it was actually the same person?
1: No, no. This silver-haired lad's skin was clear of spots and Finbar, with God loving the state of him, he was shocking. Now... I know that puberty can affect a young lad, but this was all in the space of an hour. Very odd indeed, you might even say. It was magical. Magical? Magic boy. There he was. This lad. This silver-tongued devil, wearing that silver thing around his neck. Brightly shining it was, too.
7: Ah, the silver talisman, the medallion he always wore that became his trademark. The
1: same. Well, the light was shining all around him, a rainbow arching over his head, and that voice, oh, that voice, like an angel's or a god's, I'll never forget it. And uh, and then what happened? Well, as I said, we didn't know who it was at all at all, so I said, please don't hurt us. If we're after disturbing anything of yours, we'll put it back. I was bowing down like. Bowing down? Oh, yes. I thought maybe we were after disturbing the good people, right, Do you know, that way. What way? That way? Well, forget it, sir. But them. Well, just say no more. It's a Celtic thing. Anyway, he starts laughing, and he says, lads, do you not recognize me? And we, we said, no, who are you? And he said, it's me, sir, Finbar. And we said, get away out And that. You're not Finbar. There's no way, like. And he says, well, it is, sir. Who else would it be? And, and then I said, well, if you're Finbar, where's me chips? And that's when we had a bit of a punch-up, like, and he left.
10: I'd been in Papastor in, in the Shetlands, It was um, long, complicated reasons for being there involving a, a, a misunderstanding husband and some very bad acid. Theo Dorgan, poet and leader of the 1975 Cork insurrection. I'd heard stories coming out of Cork of this extraordinary poet and came back and standing on the corner by Woodford Burns one day, I think it was Jerry Murphy. Was it Jerry Murphy or Greg Delante? Sort of stood back in awe as this figure went past him. So that's the silver-tongued devil, you know.
7: What about the, his, his place in, in, in uh, Irish poetry?
10: Um, Galway Cannell, the American poet, says that um, writing a poem is like being struck by lightning. You only get struck by lightning five or six times in your life. The trick is to keep going out into the bad weather. But lightning strikes. I mean, it flashed in micro Disney. Five go down to the sea. You know, lightning hit Cork quite a few times. The silver-tongued devil was possessed by lightning. And was as ruthlessly discarded by lightning when lightning had found somewhere else to strike, as if he had never existed. Fortunately,
7: the history of the first appearances of the Silver Tongue Devil in his hometown are preserved in the Silver Tongue Devil Museum and Visitors Center located in Fitchdale's Park, alongside the mystic waters of the River Lee. It is here that a special multimedia display attempts to put across to the thousands of visitors each week the sheer hysterical devotion to the silver-tongued devil among the people. Here is a portion of him appearing on Cork's most popular radio phone-in show, Cork out and without.
5: Hello you all, this is Steve Bulging and you're listening to Cork out and without. We have with us today a man, a Corkman, a true Celtic poet who is, I'm sure, about to take the world by storm. He is, of course, the silver-tongued devil. Good day to you, sir. Good day. Yeah, well, uh, like what can I say? Um, let's see. I'm <laughs> sorry, hey, dear listeners. I, I, it's just I'm in the presence of this man, and it's. <laughs> what I know, I felt the likes of it to be honest with you.
6: Just relax, Steve. You're doing fine.
5: I, I, I can't help but notice in that little silver charm you're wearing there.
6: Oh, this? Uh-huh. I always wear this around my neck. It makes me who I
5: am. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's lovely. Uh, thank you. Well, um, right, I can see that your phones are all flashing, like with the many callers trying to have a word with you. So uh, let's let's take the calls. Um, this is uh, Bernice from Blarney Street. Hello, Bernice. Hello. Is this Cork Out and Without? It is I.
2: Is he there with you? He is. Can I speak to him?
5: You can, of course.
2: Hello. Is it yourself, the so-called silver-tongued devil?
5: Hello, Bernice.
2: Come here to me. I have a bone to pick with you.
6: Hmm, What is it?
2: I just want to say that my daughter has... Well, she's just sixteen.
6: Sixteen? That's lovely.
2: Yes, and it's absolutely shocking what she's after do with your picture. Oh? You're a disgrace, yeah Am I? You may think you're one of them heathen Celtic poets dashing about, throwing so your wild oats wherever you please, but we're decent people here on Blarney Street, Oyar.
6: So I hear such beauty in your voice, Penny.
2: Uh, you what?
6: It is carried on the air across the sky like undulating waves.
2: Well, well I... I well, Go, go on.
6: I'm thinking of you, Bernice. Now, how brave you are.
2: Oh, oh, yes, yes.
6: I see you. I see you now. Oh, yes. I feel like we're connecting. Oh. Do you feel that? Me, you, softly oh. and slowly. Yes.
5: Um,
6: My voice flickers oh, over you and pinches oh, like the fingers of the wind oh, stroking the white sands yes, along the strand yes,
5: of it, yes. Oh, no, God, don't. Stop. <laughs> do, 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 this you is know. a family show, in all fairness. Like, and they're to waving at me from the glass now.
7: The boundaries of Cork could not hold him for long. He was, of course, destined to give himself to the world. And so he soon ended up on the national stage of Ireland in Dublin's fair city.
2: You can tell the tourists in Dublin because they're the only ones who use the litter bins.
5: Dublin, beneath all the litter, is actually quite boring. Beneath all the litter, like.
0: Uh, Dublin, you know, it used to be a good place to live before the Africans and all the Chinese arrived and stare creating jobs for
2: themselves.
7: Yes, Dublin, the national capital of Ireland. While cork is curvaceous and voluptuous in its human and geographical topography, Dublin, in contrast, is pretty much flat, has stains on its trousers, smokes too much, and aside from its arrogant pride at having the size and population of an average town in New Jersey, is truly quite unremarkable.
1: We like to smash up bicycles for no reason.
7: Like Hollywood, the creative talents and visionaries which Ireland so generously gives the world almost invariably come from counties outside the culturally desolate capital.
3: See, when the silver Tongue devil burst on the scene, uh, you know, there was no scene. Well, not, not a scene as we know it today. There was a view, a poetry view rather than a scene. Poet Patrick Chapman well
7: remembers the explosive impact the silver Tongue devil made on the national consciousness.
3: Then the silver-tongued devil came along and inspired us all. I know he inspired me to get into poetry. Apart from that, I figured the hours are good, and you are your own boss. Plus you get girls, lots of girls. That's what they told me when I applied to be a poet down at the job centre. They said there's nothing Irish women like more than a successful poet with a steady job. And I figured one out of three wasn't bad. And so when I got into poetry for the hours and the respect of my peers and the women... I found that I had the hours all right, but the silver-tongued devil, or STD, if you will, he had all the women and therefore he had the respect of my peers. On any given
7: day, at any given hour, somewhere in Ireland, there is a flaw in full swing. There are flaws, or festivals, for every group, occasion and excuse. Here is a sample of the flaws held in Ireland just this past weekend.
2: Traditional dancing eight-car pilot with the crossroads, flaw. Writers drinking weekend, big Crayola, Fla. Celtic film, naval geysers, Fla.
1: Celtic music, flaw. Tweeds and jumpers, hand-woven plastic bullets,
9: crafts, flaw. <laughs> Alternative new-age European, as traditional medicines, unwashed crusties, flaw. The
1: children of
5: Irish Gerag Spatican family reunion, Fla. Diverse persons gathering in the doorway just to get out of the rain, flaw. Calf potato figurine, moving statue, high jump, flaw.
0: Lordly seniors reading newspapers and libraries, Fla. The, the flawed overdosing on class,
7: But without question, the biggest flaw of the year is the annual Poetic Champions Composing Poetry Slam flaw. And it was at this that the silver-tongued devil exploded onto the national stage.
3: Seeing him, you know, seeing him when he was in his prime, it was quite something. It was like seeing Elvis back from the dead in a band with Kurt Cobain and Joe Dolan. It was like being the ice in Dylan Thomas' last scotch. It was like as if John Lennon had ducked.
9: A moment fit to die in making every inch of earth a bed to lie in. You are beautiful,
6: alive, electric, and young. And I am the devil with a silver tongue. Oh, so we! Oh, You're my... the Help! No, no, don't touch my silver charm! me go! Oh, stop violating your silver charm. Silver tongue! Silver tongue.
7: Typically, it was the silver-tongued devil in the right place at the right time saying the right words with the right voice. Again, luck of the Irish or something more. In one stroke, that appearance secured for him complete dominance of the Irish poetry scene, the effects of which are still felt to this day. But his rise to dominance in his native country also evoked that other favorite pastime of the Irish, namely what is known locally as backbiting. A feature of the festering suspicious resentments, petty rivalries, bitter jealousies, the brine, if you will, which flavors the waters of the Irish soul. Nowhere was this brine so strong as among Irish academia.
4: Well, of course, the silver-tongued devil had some minor merit, but only in the shallow sense of changing world history.
7: Senator David Norris, member of the Senate of Ireland and lecturer in English at Trinity University.
4: Real literature, uh, the kind of refined writing that academics can build careers around interpreting, requires a condom-like protective layer of draconian copyright laws in order to prevent its accessibility by the common man. I'm afraid the estate of the silver-tongued devil never grasped this. Perhaps it was because he was from Cork.
7: How would that affect
4: it? Well, Cork, you see, it's bound too tightly to the unwashed, earthy Celtic tradition. Perhaps it's the fabled waters of the Lee. I'm not sure. Such a pity. Why is it a pity? Oh, so many academics made redundant. You see, we inform the masses of their opinions and tell them what to feel, as it were. A popular writing, like the silver Tongue devil, that is adored and known off by heart by the common man, requires none of this. Hence, it's not very good for, from an academic point of view. You see? Um, I think so. But the silver Tongue devil was very handsome, I will give him that. With that open shirt and that silver charm resting on his muscular bronze chest. And that voice, oh, that voice... I play his record all the time in Cyprus.
7: <laughs> Having conquered
1: Ireland, the United Kingdom was next. Despite being Irish, the silver Tongue devil, of course, completely radicalized the place of poetry and the consciousness of humankind. Dr. Donald Oxford,
7: emeritus professor of English literature and author of The silver Tongue Devil.
1: A study of the silver tongued devil. What I believe he brought to poetry was something that had been lacking for over a generation. And what was that? A relevance to human life. Oh. Also, he was sexy. Sexy? Oh, very. And this is important? But of course, that's why people become poets. Oh. Uh, the sex? Yes. That and the money. All poets of the Celtic tradition, of course, score sexually all the time, but the silver tongued devil was just right off the graph. I don't think there was ever a man or a woman in his presence who wasn't drawn towards him. I know I was.
7: Again, the silver tongued devil was eerily in the right place at the right time. Within hours of his first reading, he became the most talked about man in all of London. Being hailed by the English as the poet of the century, in turn, secured the silver-tongued devil's dominance at home in Ireland, since the Irish, traditionally, cannot let themselves appreciate the value of anything or anyone until the English tell them it's good. After conquering England and Ireland, there remained only the rest of the civilized world and America. And this is precisely what happened.
0: At the beginning, there was no intention of working together. It was just a chance meeting at a party in London. I was on tour at the time.
7: The tempestuous and controversial performance artist Laurie Cummins Co-creator of the smash hit concept album of tone poems The Silver Tongue Devil
0: He had come straight from a poetry reading in Cambridge And he was hot Everyone wanted to meet him
7: Hmm. And you approached him
0: Yeah, but not because I was trying to boost my career Or bourgeois standing or anything No? No I just wanted to have sex with him Well, we all did, of course, but with me it was definitely special. I felt this strange urge to be near him. I know everyone says that, but he and I clicked right away. Clicked? Definitely. We clicked three or four times that evening. And then later, when I was lacing up my Doc Martens, I said, and I don't know what made me say it, but something made me say it. I said, hey, I know. Let's do an album together. I'll do the music. You read your poetry. And then he gave me that, you know, That famous smile of his while he was twiddling his thing. His thing? You know, that little silver charm he always wore.
7: Ah, all right. And so, uh, what was recording the album like?
0: Mm, Intense. He was, well, beyond. Beyond? Beyond.
7: Beyond what? Words. Um, how so?
0: (laughs) I can't say it. It's beyond words.
7: But can you not try to Look, articulate...
0: you can't contain this. You can't box this in with a box or label it with a label or stick a label on a box. You know... Killing art. No,
7: no, you misunderstand. I oh, don't want tell to do me that. I misunderstand.
0: Uh, I am Laurie Cummings, the performance artist. Uh, well,
7: yes, of course, but see, the I'm The last
0: only... truly original record that made it to number one, that broke the rules, that took us beyond the Pat formulas, was my record. Yeah,
7: oh. that's my point, you see. I just want to analyze... his
0: breathing, his snoring was poetry. You know, it penetrated you, filled you inside. His voice, the words, they possessed you in ways... You cannot possibly understand. I know. Uh, Don't insult me. I'm
7: not. I just need to...
0: You have have serious male aggression issues. No, I don't. I just wanted to ask you about... You are violating my creative mind space. Please, uh, don't stop. Ow! Ow! This is what I think of your state, lifeless, foulest... Oh, soulless, touring no. Rolling Stone magazine!
7: Wait, no, I'm not with Rolling Stone magazine. I'm with the radio! I'm with the Spouting radio! More
0: lies of your corporate masters! No, I'm not. I'm with the radio! Don't hit me! I'm with the radio! The radio! Oh, not wait with a the Rolling second, St- hold on just a sec. Let me let me look in my diary here. Oh. The radio guy at two and the magazine guy at three. I thought it was the other way around.
7: Oh, do you have a, do you have a tissue or something? And what? I'm, um, I think I'm, I'm bleeding here. This oh, is, It's on the carpet here. and everything. Just, Let me see. What? No, no, I'm, I'm all right. It's just, um, I just need a tissue to wrap over that. But, but all you're just, shaking. Yeah, I'm just dizzy, that's all.
0: Well, let's take a shower.
7: What? Thanks to Lori Cummins' insistence that the tape recorder continuously roll, I'm able to play a rare outtake of the fantastically creative compositional process. And if you listen closely, you'll note that this recording may also be revealing something else.
0: Okay, okay, come on, come on, come on. Are we ready? Right, let's do something.
7: I'm ready, (laughs) Lori.
0: You're always ready. I
6: know, I can't help it.
0: Let's try something fast this time. Uh, 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 uh. Is that okay?
6: Mm, yeah, yeah. I can do it fast. I can do it slow. I can do it any way you like.
0: Oh, I know you can. Yes.
6: Yes. Oh yes.
5: Oh yes. Mm, yes. 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 This is another shot, yes. they going to me. Uh, ah, you know? uh, this is a song. Oh. I think. One, two, three, four.
6: No one inside.
0: sight. On wave.
6: No one in
0: sight. On Just
6: wave. you and me. Wave on wave. Let's do it. Wave on
7: wave.
6: Let's dance in the sea. Wave on wave. wave, on
7: wave. Hey, oh no! Oh
9: god! I got Oh, the charm? Hey. Yeah, oh. The charm? oh god! What's I got. Here's somewhere. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bobby. Oh, no. Oh, god. Oh, no. I
1: know where is it is in me, my charm. Oh, no. oh, no. oh,
5: What's going on in there? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no. We
6: are
8: the, we're, what's we're, we're, going on? It yeah, fell off! I'd like to know Don't before. move anyone, I have
9: to find it. It fell
1: off the chair.
8: What just, is it. going on? Here, here, here it
9: is. Oh, what a relief. Oh.
6: This is my
0: session. I really like to know what's it's, it's going
6: okay. on. It's okay. Just everyone relax. It's cool, baby. <laughs> yeah?
0: yeah? What? I
6: just felt the need to spice up the stimulation, didn't you, baby? <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on, everybody. Come on, guys. Let's do it! Wait!
6: Do you know what this needs? What? The sea. The sound of the sea. Can we do that? Mark. Yeah?
0: Yeah, give us the sound of the effect of the ocean. Come on. Uh,
6: oh, 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 Just go with the feeling, babies. you got it. Uh, uh, Here's your ocean.
7: I am the devil with the silver The album, The Silver Tongue Devil, was released without fanfare, and within three weeks, it and the single release, Seduction by the Sea, were number one in the charts.
6: On the wind pulled in by the winter tide, on the stony lip of the sea's stripped bride, first, fingertip to fingertip, closer we slide.
7: Like everything about the Silver Tongue Devil, the gripping spell of this record cannot be explained. There were some objections, of course, from arts columnists, politicians, religious leaders, and other malignant groupings, all naturally suspicious of the liberating powers of poetry. But nothing could take the place of the Silver Tongue Devil in the hearts of the people. He became the Darling of America. At the height of his fame, he appeared on Rahita Lewinsky, America's most popular afternoon television talk show.
0: Yes, thank you. We have something very special for all of you today. Now, if you're a member of my book club, you know that the number one bestseller in America for the past two weeks has been this little book here. You know what I'm talking about. A poetry book has never, ever made the bestseller list. Ever. Yet this book here is number one. Yes! 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 And that's not all. Because it's now out as a record. And that's number one in the charts. Everything about this... Amazing phenomenon is, is, is it unexplainable, even inexplicable? Let's meet him because we have with us today, here in the studio, the man, the poet, the voice we all only know as the silver tongued devil. <laughs>
6: Stop. Oh, um,
0: maybe you can get them to stop.
6: Yes, I'll try. Please stop. Thank you. I'm so very happy to be here with you today. And to have this chance to be alone with you. Like this. Because you are all so beautiful. And I really mean that. I love your hair. <gasps> oh. Now, go on, Rita.
0: How... How do you explain? I'm sorry, I can't even think of
6: the words. That's okay, it's
0: okay. How do you explain? You?
6: Me? I'm just a poet.
0: What is your secret? My secret? Yes! It's this. Yes, that little charm around your neck. It's uh, on the cover of your book. Mm. Is that some kind of Irish thing?
6: Yes, it's Celtic. What is it? It's a tongue, see?
0: Mm. All right. A silver tongue. Silver tongue devil!
6: Yes.
0: I get it. That's beautiful. You always wear that, don't you?
6: Yes, I never take it off. Even when we take everything off, I don't take it off.
0: Mm. Right.
6: It's the source of my gift.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's gorgeous, isn't he? He's such a killer. Such a great sense of humor. So very warm. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now, uh, uh, questions from the audience. You, there in the second row. Hi.
6: Hello.
2: I just want to ask. Of course. Can you just say, some of your poetry?
6: Of course. You are beautiful. Alive. Electric. And young. And I am the devil with a silver tongue. Oh my God. All right, to calm down. And the silver devil.
7: devil. We've got to the silver tongue devil. Devil, devil had arrived he was awarded America's highest cultural honor when he played himself on an episode of The Simpletons cartoon series.
5: What'll you have there, you old silver-tongued devil with your tongue of silver, you?
6: Just give me a muff beer. Hey, I know you. You're that Irish poet.
7: You know it.
5: Wow,
6: that
7: rhyme! It was one year to the day when the silver-tongued devil first spoke his verse in public that he returned home to his native city. And it was here that tragedy struck. Any corkman today can tell you where they were and what they were doing that fateful evening.
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report from our despondent cork correspondent.
2: Are we on? Are you sure? Oh ladies and gentlemen, there are no words to express or describe what is just after happening here on the grounds of Fitzgerald's Park beside the fabled waters of the River Lee. Our news team was here to cover the triumphant return of the Silver Tongue Devil to his native home. Just a few moments ago at eight seventeen p.m., he was moving through the crowd of people. Please bear with me. I, I'm very upset. Do we have the tape? Quick! Quick! Go to the tape. Ah, <laughs> oh, Silver Tongue Devil, how does it feel to be back in your native city?
6: Ah, it's great. It's absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad to be back home. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh,
9: no, no, please, leave, leave, go, don't, don't touch me, please. Oh, uh, oh, please, leave, go, please, leave, go. Oh, no! He's out for
5: disappearing! He's out for
6: disappearing!
7: The River Lee was searched, and all of Cork Harbour and the Irish Sea from as far as Mizenhead to Baltimore But strangely, no body was ever found. So what happened? Many have their theories. One, though utterly incredible, does seem to fit the facts.
2: The man calling himself the Silver Tongue Devil was obviously possessed.
7: Healer and High Priestess of the Jerking Circle of the Green Celtic Crystal... Now,
2: the power of the poet has always been feared in Ireland. The constant sex, the wealth, Mm. the scathing satires, Mm. the need to lie down in a darkened room with a towel over your head. Mm. The silver-tongued devil fits this pattern perfectly.
7: Um, But how can you be certain?
2: The same way we're certain about all of the magical arts of the Celts. Oh.
7: Um, archaeological evidence?
2: Ah, not at all. Mostly it's psychic intuition.
7: Psychic intuition?
2: Feelings.
7: So your beliefs about the ancient Celts are all based on... uh...
2: Feelings, but real feelings.
0: Real Real. Real. feelings.
7: But what about real proof?
2: Well, there is this.
7: That little clear stone on a string?
2: It can take us to the other world. Now? Yes, now. Let us go. Do you want to go? Uh... Do I need a jacket? No, just clear your mind. Okay. We are opening the other world. We are. Yes, there. Gad <clears> hein mit fassig anaimet, gad deren der lor, niatraht der gal kash naat eluch, snekling for a klein gebroch. Now ask your question.
7: okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what? No, who, who was the silver-tongued devil?
2: Good question. Oh, thank you. Now, the answer. Hmm. The fabled tongue of the archdruid in Philly, me of the Miletians, was cut off and buried beside the fabled waters of the river Lee. Hmm.
7: Why was his tongue cut off?
2: The high king feared his verse. Also, he was very annoying. Oh? For me was, in fact, the god Lu in human form.
7: Let me guess, the god of poetry, right? Yes.
2: Me's tongue was dipped in silver, buried under the ground, under the sky, under a mound, under a dolmen beside a tree on which a raven sat, who cackled and gave birth to the river Lee, making the place a sacred source of druidic wisdom, the poetic gifts, and of course... Water?
3: Yes. Hmm.
2: Water Fabled water And there at the source of the lee The tongue remained buried Protected by the she The spirits of the other world
7: Uh, And Cork County Council
2: Yes Hmm. They helped as well And there it remained Pouring its magic into the fabled waters Until someone A young man perhaps Stole the silver tongue from the she Placed it round his neck And found poetry forever On his unworthy lips
7: I see So it was the little silver tongue medallion all along, and in the end... It was
2: drawn back full circle and returned to the fabled waters. Mm -hmm. There. Enough. No more. Ask me no more.
7: (coughs) Well, uh, that was certainly uh, interesting. Uh, Thank you. Um, uh, Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks.
2: Uh, One more thing, Mr. Merkin. Uh, Yes? Our arrangement. What? Public Radio National, coast to coast. Oh yes,
7: yes, uh, of course, go ahead. Is it running? Uh, Well yes, it better be, let's see. Yeah, yeah, it's running.
2: Good. You can find out more about the tradition of the... Oh, pardon me. Tr- that's okay
7: go ahead try it again
2: you can find out more about the tradition of the Celtic Way and the jerking circle of the green Celtic crystal by reading my book The Tradition of the Celtic Way by Quivani Iwarakoo it's published in paperback by Looney Press that's The Tradition of the Celtic Way by me Cuevan Iwarakoo thank you there did you get that yes you won't cut that bit out now right
7: no no it'll stay in good you know in some ways it's more revealing than your
2: crystal oh thank you
7: In an effort to tie up the loose ends, I managed to catch up to a young corkman with red hair named Finbar Lynch to see if I could clear up the mystery and test Jerry Murphy Murphy's theory that Finbar Lynch and the Silver Tongue Devil were somehow one and the same person. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey. Excuse me. Are you, uh, are you Finbar Lynch? Who wants to know? I do. Who are you? I'm... I'm Eddie Merkin, and I'm with the American Public National Radio, okay? And, and I just have a few
1: questions. Uh, please, please, can you stop? Look, go away, I've nothing to say. Yeah,
7: but I, I just need to ask you
9: something. Leave me
1: alone, I'm a nobody, all right? Uh, but Jerry Murphy Murphy says you, you, are the silver-tongued devil.
9: Come here, you now, right? That Jerry Murphy Murphy, Right? He is... The poet laureate of, of the People's Republic of Cork. <laughs> that may be, but he's also a lawyer. A chancer, a scumbag, marathon runner, and a complete messer. Ask anyone who knows him. Now leave me alone.
7: Wait. Wait, are you?
9: Are I what?
7: Are you the silver-tongued devil? No! I'm the Queen of England.
1: Now back off and don't be happy No, listen. I need to talk to you about this. It's quite important. Look, my whole life has been spent looking for you. He... You are him, right?
3: You are him.
6: I am the devil with the silver tongue.
7: So there you have it the history and mystery of someone. Or something the world only ever knew as the silver-tongued devil. On the
6: wind pulled in by the winter tide. On the stony lip of the sea's stripped bride first. Fingertip to fingertip. Closer we slide.
5: No, they, they, they're, they're just Charlie there. no, the next caller, is Jacinta from Drawn Abroad. Jacinta, you there? Know? Yes, I am. Silver Tongue
2: Devil, I love you, and I know that you love me. Your
5: words are for me. Oh, no, no, Jacinta, no. Oh, Jacinta! Can we go to a break? Can we? Just feel it, baby. We're just going to take it. a commotion now. If you just, oh, yes. And we're closing oh, the phone lines after. Oh. Oh. Would you? stop? <laughs> <think? Just laughs>
8: You're prepared not to like somebody like that because you get the hype beforehand and you say, well, get out of it. Like. But he had this amazing quality that just blew all your objections away and you were just entranced by right?
9: him. Back then, you see, Cork was very, very depressed, really. Suicidal, chronic. It was chronic everywhere. Not at all like Cork today where the people are happy all the time. Really? Yeah. So sure, they've made us cultural capital of Europe, right? I'm sure, we always knew that.
10: And we're not going to give the capital back either. He thought he was a druid. He was, he was going to go and live in a tent in Cúganbara, and sure isn't that where the silver-tongued devil ended up or started from? Long ago,
1: poets and not just the Celtic ones actually spoke in ways the average person could understand. Really? Oh yes, that's true. Still, you know, people will swallow anything. The more indecipherable, the better it must be, especially if you've got family connections, Morty. <laughs>
7: Well, a life without poetry, you know, is just incomprehensible to me. You know, it's just just so crazy. I mean, but then you have something like the silver tongue devil come along and it just blows, well, your mind.
6: I am the devil with the silver tongue.
7: Since its disappearance, poetry has returned to its darkened, neglected corner in the recesses of the mind of the world.
1: Only in talk, only in talk. am I made to bleed
8: for my art.
4: Been listening to The Silver Tongue Devil from Crazy Dog Audio Theatre's Diabolic Playhouse. Written, directed, and produced by Roger Gregg and featuring David Murray, Susan Zaloof, Anne Byrne, Morgan Jones, Roger Gregg, Morris O'Donoghue, Marcus Lamb, Zia Moher. With contributions from Patrick Chapman, Jerry Murphy, David Norris, Roger McGough, the Gaiety School of Acting class of 2004, and Theo Dorgan. Visit us at crazydogaudiotheatre.com.
6: Devil with a silver tongue!
7: it's finally happened local psychiatrists have joined together to give you not only the best in psychiatric care but in shopping convenience too yes introducing
1: psychiatrist's mall where you can find mental health and outstanding bargains at the same time ladies looking for that perfect negligee come to freudian slips
7: but be careful sometimes things just pop out when you least expect it how about a lovable pet to rid yourself of stress check out pavlov's dogs animals so cute you're mouth will water you say your car has stopped running then relax while the mechanics at nervous breakdown look under your car's hood while your psychiatrist looks under yours and finally look at all the beautiful hand-woven luggage at the basket case get inside our mall and we'll get inside your head